This episode of Atomic Geekdom is brought to you by PennantChase.com, the home of free baseball simulation leagues. Sign up today and join a variety of leagues featuring every player from the history of Major League Baseball. Thanks and enjoy the show. some of these hands they're ready to eat for everybody oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's clever it's it's good that the watching twilight hasn't dumbed her down tom's gonna jump through the thing and punch you i don't know i i think all the bantering i think you should just let it go people can listen to us have our little like oh they'll listen to this part yeah that's fine i'm not gonna leave the part where we had uh, technical issues in though I think it's as long as I keep moving my mouse around, I'm not hearing it as bad. Well, that'll so. be that'll be fun for you for the next fifty minutes. Oh I my know, gosh! Right? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So Stephen Amell cast as Casey Jones for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. The only problem I have with it is he has to act alongside his potential love interest of Megan Fox. So there's there's that. That's your only problem with it. Yeah, Megan Fox sucks. That it's not not the fact that it's a Michael Bay production. It's a production. He's not directing it, at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if he was okay direct- here, I'm gonna just I'm gonna call it as it is. I Mutant Turtles were a little bit after my childhood, but my brother like loved them, I can so tell- I know enough about them. I can tell they're, I, they're not your I, your oeuvre because you called them Mutant Turtles. Yeah. True story. <laughs> I I don't I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I I like the Casey Jones character. I like the April character. I actually like the whole. Everybody has artistic names and Splinter and Shredder and all that. I like the cartoon part of the story. Live action, or if you want to call it the CGI version, live action. I don't think they're good. They suck. The movie they did back in the early '90s sucked. The oh, last no. one sucked. I hate them all. Oh no! You didn't like the original live action with the with the puppet type masks. I like those better than the one that just came out, where <laughs> well, it's like good. watching a video game. But that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Stick just. I I don't know. Maybe it's because you guys are catching me on a bad like week. But I'm so freaking sick of everybody having to do. Everything again. Oh, well, the Ninja Turtles. I understand. It's it's a problem. I don't. Oh. I don't understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Explain how I'm to understand this. Okay, it's 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 a franchise, and because the franchise kind of died after a little while, and they tried to bring it back with an animated movie, and that didn't really do too well. Uh, even though I enjoy, I enjoyed the animated movie, 
So they decided, well, let's try it again. Well, let's let's be honest. It all boils down to the almighty dollar. But And the almighty dollar still doesn't say that it's going to be good. I could say that very same thing about our beloved Star Wars Episode 7. Well, no. Star Wars Episode 7 is something that works with live-action people. Okay. I thought we were talking about reboots and remakes and stuff. For well, no. I'm talking, like, <laughs> just how they do. Well, yeah, but you're, Episode seven is a continuation of the story. Yes, it is. But and it could also be considered... It's, it's got a fan base that really wants to see a whole bunch of movies. The t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are just a money grab. Well, I could argue that there's a lot of fans that want to see a Ninja Turtles live action movie. I've never, it's, I've never met anybody really excited about a live action Ninja Turtle movie. It's kind of like, what's that stupid show, The Secret Life of Christine or whatever? It wins all these Emmys, and I honestly don't know a single person who ever watched it. But maybe it's just me. But yeah, is that Elaine's new show? Yeah, <laughs> I have. I, see, that's all I know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It wins like every Emmy. I don't even know if the show's still on. But I know, I know she's I'm, hilarious. But that's all I know. Uh, any. Uh, yes, any. I'm, I'm staying on my soapbox. Of, that, I am fine. not a fan of this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crap they keep coming out with. Ooh. All right. Hey, can so, I say I've I've never heard anybody <laughs> use the word oeuvre until Jenny just did. I just said it like minutes ago. <laughs> Well, she, you will either of you leading with that. I've never heard oeuvre. Uh, it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, add that. That's it's like wheelhouse or genre. Yeah, yeah, that's where I, I usually hear it, but not oeuvre. So, okay, well, I can, I can make this a little better conversation since I've totally grumpied everybody up. Yeah, man. on my Facebook feed right now, hater my, Jenny. I know I'm super hater Jenny that's tonight. It's still, I'm still scarred from that stupid Flash Gordon article we'll, earlier. We'll get the there. We'll get- okay. To, to lighten the mood, on my Facebook feed, for my friend Angela, she just puts a comment up that says, you're welcome. And it's a Vimeo com- a video that says, David Hasselhoff, true survivor. Kickstarter sensation, Kung Furry, ready to take Hoff. And that's hashtag take H-O-F-F. As 80s icon, David Hasselhoff performs the lead track, true survivor. It's like a music video with David Hasselhoff. Is he running on a beach? No, just the screen grab is him with his arms out with like a white Lamborghini behind him and smoke. There's fog on the ground. So So when we're done with this, I'm watching this video. It sounds like it's produced by Michael Bay. No. It has Hasselhoff. Who cares? (laughs) It's got got the Hoff. (laughs) It sounds sounds Hoff-tastic. Well, it does sound Hoff-tastic. I will tie a bow on the Ninja Turtles saying, I'm excited for Casey Jones as much as I was excited for Will Arnett to be in the first one. Uh, And again, if you go to the website, AtomicGeekdom.com, and read my review of that very movie, you'll see I didn't hate it, but I also, well, it wasn't amazing. Uh, this, This is news that everybody will enjoy, I think. I'm hoping that you two enjoy <laughs> uh, that X-Men Apocalypse has cast Psylocke or uh, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Betsy Braddock. Uh, yes. For uh, for the upcoming movie, which they're starting to film soon. And it's uh, Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. Uh, yep. I threw that in there first. Olivia that's, Munn. That's why you're excited. No, he she's actually awesome. He actually she's tweeted about it. Yeah, she's awesome. This is right in her Tom. Uvra, Uvra, yes. <laughs> it's, in, it's right. Kick up. is up. It's good. Well, there it is. 
she, yeah, she's very much uh, one of us, I would say. And to land a role on X-Men, I don't know how big the role Psylocke is going to be because it's already a crowded mutant movie. But I'm psyched for it. She tweeted out some some spandex type thing on or Instagrammed it. And Aaron Rodgers is even tweeting about how he's excited to see the movie now, obviously. Uh, Did they announce who was cast as Angel? Because I saw that yeah, ben, uh, ben he had released a picture. Is is it Ben Hardy? Okay. Yeah, he, he that's when he confirmed that it was Ben Hardy. When that picture came Because I saw he really, yeah, the picture of him kind of flying, like you see the wings kind of in like, it looks like a metal type, almost like a facility of some sort. Yeah, and his wings are metal, very much arch Archangel, excuse me. Uh, the picture I saw, they were feather. I never saw that one. Yeah, I only saw yeah. the metal one too. I think, Maybe, I think, I think a feather I'll metal have to find thing will send it to you. Well, he starts that way. He starts with the feather right. wings, and then after Apocalypse gets a hold of him, he gets the metal wings. Well, I guess they're going to skip the whole Morlock part of it and just go straight to it. But well, that's fine. I mean, he. Ha- I mean, he has to be the the uh, death. He has to be death. Yeah. Well, once he was, once I saw that uh, Angel had been cast, I didn't remember the the guy's name. I kind of had a feeling that Psylocke would be not far behind. Right, because of the romantic interest. Right. Do you? And I think Olivia Munn's perfect for it. I do. Totally agree. Uh, Do you think she'll have purple hair? I think she has to, or at least some kind of purple streak in it of some sort. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um. I, I have to say, like, out of all the superhero movies coming out, like, I, I'm excited for Age of Ultron, but I'm excited for the X-Men. I always love the X-Men movies, and I think it's going to be good. Apocalypse is such a gnarly storyline, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have, ex- go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. I'm excited because of the casting. I like some of the young young people they have coming in. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, if I just take a look, real, I mean, I'm going to stop for a second and say I was excited. Days of Future Past, you know, I love that storyline from the comic books mm-hmm. and the cartoon even did it uh, back in the 90s. And then I thought it was a good movie. And then they did the teaser at the end with Apocalypse making the pyramid and the four horsemen in the background. I was I mm-hmm. geeked out uh, or as wrestling fans say, I marked out when I saw it. I was psyched because the ending of that movie still was I'm like, really, you retconned? the whole thing, which is fine. It pretty much made it so that the first three X-Men didn't happen <clears throat> or the, the, the second two, which is, which is good. <laughs> That's okay. Cause they, they wiped, I, they wiped out X-Men origins Wolverine and thank God. Oh, well, it I really cleaned up, so, cleaned up some nastiness. I thought, right. I, I laugh though. Cause, and I don't know if you guys noticed this too, but you go to the theater, you're sitting there, and when the, the pyramid starts built, you can look around but at the people who stuck around. Because you know what in a Marvel movie, you got to stick around till after the credits. But I remember sitting there, and once you start seeing the pyramids and all that, like I started getting that, like I wanted to clap my hands. But I started looking <laughs> around, and you would see the people that were just there going, oh, I thought it was going to be something funny. But then you could see the true fans. Like they were just like, you know, one guy when we saw it literally like just made fists and put his hands in the air. He didn't say anything. He just raised <laughs> just his like fists. a like a he's fist like, pump. Yes, he's like yes. <laughs> a Tiger Woods. Fist well, pump. for me, for for me, it wasn't even seeing the pyramids when they started chanting his name. Yeah. I look, you could look around and see who didn't know what that was, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> right. come on. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love it though. Um, well, let's just run through the cast as, as we know it so far. Um, very quickly, James McAvoy obviously returning as Xavier. 
uh, Michael Fassbender, uh, pause for ladies to swoon. Ooh, uh, baby. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is Magneto. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence saying this is her last time as Mystique. Uh, Nicholas Holt as Beast. Rose Byrne is, oh, I can't believe I forgot her name. Moria. Mor- yeah, Moria McTaggart. Uh, mm-hmm. Alexandra Ship. Uh, that's going to be Young Storm, I believe. Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones is going to be Young Jean. Ty Sheridan. That's my... Sophie Turner is my favorite casting. I I, I really envision that. I think that's a great cast for it. Um, Evan Peters is coming back as uh, Quicksilver. I imagine his role is going to get probably bigger. Uh, Okay, wait, 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 though. So... And I'm going to sound like a comic book idiot, but awesome. same Quicksilver from Avengers. <laughs> mm, okay. It's, do we want to break right, it down? Ahead, do we want to break yeah. it down? Uh, well, we have to, because I'll, I'll bet there's plenty of other people that have the same question. All right. Atomic Geekdom 101 for a second, or Atomic Geekdom University, I should say. Uh, the Quicksilver that was in X-Men Days of Future Past. Do you remember that? I liked him. Okay. That's Evan Peters. That's uh, from... What's the the horror show, uh, American Horror Story? Mm-hmm. He was on that, and he's on a, a, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. Um, he was Quicksilver, the mutant Quicksilver. Uh, because Fox owns the rights to X-Men, they own the rights to the word mutant. If you saw mm-hmm. the closing scene, or the credit scene from Captain America Winter Soldier, where they show the two kids in the cells, in the jail cells, you saw Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver running around in a cell. Is that ringing any bells? Yes. Okay. But they said, but they, the, like, no, go ahead. I'm good. What did they, I'm listening. what My did bad. he call them? Gifted? No. Um, the, the miracles. Miracles. Because Marvel. They called them miracles. Right. Yeah. Because Marvel owns the Avengers and everything, and they can't use the word mutant. Now, they're technically, spoiler alert, if you don't know this already, technically, they are the children of Magneto. Those are, that's his son and daughter. Okay. <clears throat> Along with uh, Polaris who we have never seen on film yet. No. Knock on wood, when we get that X-Force movie, she'll be in that. I hope so. Uh, but what the comics, <laughs> this is going to turn into a long conversation. I could go off on this, because uh, <laughs> what they're doing in in Marvel now is they're replacing mutants with Inhumans, essentially. And Inhumans are basically people with powers from aliens, though. They're kind of gifted by an alien technology or an alien object uh whereas i wouldn't call it a i wouldn't call it a replacement because it's like a like you said it's a different way of getting powers right it's what they're doing on agents of shield spoiler alert if you haven't been watching season two uh missing out yeah you're really missing out right now it's getting crazy yeah um but anyway back to quicksilver and scarlet witch because marvel can't call them mutants they're just gonna you know they're not gonna have Mutant powers, they're just going to be miracles. Uh, so it's a different version of those two characters. They're also not going to mention that they're Magneto's kids. They're not going to mention that they're mutants. Whereas on the other side, the flip, flip uh, uh, opposite side of the coin, on X-Men Days of Future Past, they kind of hinted for a second. You know, he asks him, it's like, oh, my mom dated an Eric once. Um, and that was really the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So... Are they so? And I don't know enough about the war between Fox and Marvel and stuff. So the war. <laughs> both movies though have Quicksilver, right? Yes. But not the same. It won't be the same story or character. 
Okay. But technically well, it is the same character. Hater, Hater Jen's going to step on her soapbox because I love the X-Men Quicksilver, the guy from American Horror Story. Yeah. The freaking guy, and I'm sorry if he's listening, but I can't stand the guy that they have as Quicksilver, the oh, man. If he's, guy. If he's listening, don't listen to her. We want you to come on. We want to talk about <laughs> kick-ass. We want to talk about everything. I don't know. I really liked him in that um, Salvage, Savages movie, yeah. the uh, Oliver Stone movie. I, I love movie. him in things like that, but I'm so sick of seeing him in things like Godzilla and all. I, I don't know. Like When I saw that cast, I'm just like, really? I, I'm not a fan. But what's I'm interesting sorry. is uh, in Days of Future Past, they did, he did not have an accent. He should have an accent. But in Avengers... Yes, he should. In Avengers, he has the accent. Interesting. Um, okay, you want while I'm on my... my my hating box too, though. Uh huh. Not a fan of the idea of Channing Tatum as Gambit. I'm gonna give it a chance, but I'm not really a fan of it either. It's okay. like, it's like my Ben Affleck as Batman. Now we're talking; those are my two absolute favorite comic book characters, Gambit and Batman, and two people who I don't think fit the role are playing them both. So right, it's gonna be either a very good next two years or a very bad next two years for Hater Dave. <laughs> or, or I guess it would be good for Hater Dave because he's fueled by the rage. Um, not if anybody's not paying to... attention, if anybody's paying attention out there, both Quicksilvers were the both of the guys were in Kick Ass. Yeah. So I don't go. know if Jenny realized. Didn't know if Jenny realized that. And then both. I didn't realize that until you pointed it out. Brother and sister, yep. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, were married in Godzilla. Hmm. Okay, so speaking of. Uh, Channing Tatum, though, did you guys see that article that came out by the uh, the new um, Magic Mike movie? Mm, nope, gonna say I, I missed that. I'm one. trying to turn I'm my Google to, alerts I'm off. I'm trying to find the quote right now. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard at an article. Oh, here it is. This is quote unquote. This is great. They asked. I think this is Channing Tatum. They asked him. They're you know getting ready to promote Magic Mike two. Quote unquote. Just a bunch of naked dudes sitting around doing dude stuff. We read all the message boards and people were like, less story, less plot, just dude things. And we listened to that. I did see that quote. <laughs> I I read that entire article and I was just, it, because the, the actual thing, I think it's on EW was the article. It just says our preview to Magic Mike and it says, what happens in the sequels of 2012 Mel Stripper hit? No plot, teases it, <laughs> teases Johnny Tatum. It's the only movie I've ever seen anybody advertise as being, yeah, it's got nothing. Just naked dudes. Oh, man. I, <laughs> okay, let's finish this X-Men talk for a second. Okay, Channing, <laughs> Channing Tatum says he's a fan of Gambit, so I'm going to trust him to not ruin it. Kind of the way what you see how, how much love Ryan Reynolds is putting into Deadpool. Love it. Uh, so I'm hoping we get that, but, you know, it's it's Gambit. He has to have that accent, I think. Because he didn't in the yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, he's got the Creole accent, right? Exactly. But Channing Tatum is from the South, so we'll see. Uh, the rest of the cast. Oscar. I'm holding out hope. Uh, good. As you should. I am too. Like, I, I just hope they do it well. Like They need that New Orleans, that Creole like <clears throat> feel to them. If they do it just white boy with a Southern accent, I don't think it'll be that good. Yeah. Just saying. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed or not. He's got to be in it. Hugh Jackman's going to be Wolverine for the last time, I think, in this movie, right? Or is yes. It, or is it the next Wolverine movie? Is his last one? 
Uh, uh, I've read two different reports. One said this one, and another one said another Wolverine. So. They, yeah, they've confirmed a third Wolverine movie. Right. Uh, like, months ago. Anyway, so you can probably expect Hugh Jackman to be in Apocalypse. Um, where was I? Ben Hardy is Warren Worthington III, uh, Angel. Ty Sheridan is psych- Young Cyclops. Cody Smith-McPhee is going to be Kurt Wagner. Uh, that's Kurt Wagner, or Nightcrawler, as the kids like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing that Bing Bing fan is coming back as Blink, which is awesome. I love Blink. Uh, I don't know how I wonder how they're going to do that though. I don't know. I didn't know that she was in it until IMDb. I didn't just either. Yeah, I think I read that last week, and I was like, "Wow, how's this going to work out?" Um, Unless you know she can, you know, she has the ability to go to the past. It was in the comic books, so yeah. it's possible. Well, she's from the age like she she made her first appearance in the Age of Apocalypse, didn't she? Right. Yeah, which I'm just currently buying all over again, and I love it. Which uh, Days of Future Past had her in the future, so it's, it's possible. Sure, sure. I mean, she comes back with Doc Brown. Hey, why not? Fire up the DeLorean. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Lana Condor is going to play Jubilee, so we're going to get some some magic firework action. And finally, I saved him for last because it's going to be a good segue. Uh, playing Apocalypse himself. I don't know if it's going to be motion capture, if it's going to be just voiceover, uh, is Oscar Isaac, who is like all over the place right now. He's the new Tom Hardy, apparently. Ah. Guy gets a lot of work. Uh, but I, I use him as a segue because today marked the start of Star Wars Celebration, and congratulations to everybody that got to be there today and all weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, I am sure. Uh, but they had the Force Awakens panel this morning, and the last thing they showed was a brand new teaser trailer for the Force Awakens, and we've all watched it probably, I'm gonna say, a thousand times each. He's. I'm at 999. All right, so he'll round that out after we're done here. I will. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you guys want to start with this. Oscar Isaac's uh, Oscar Isaac is going to be in. He's in the movie, I should say. He plays the X-Wing pilot you see in the trailer. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now. Oh, Poe Dameron mm-hmm. is his character's name. So, yeah, he's yeah he's one of the main three that were on the stage for the panel today, too. He was It was John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac that were there as far as the new cast. And then Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Peter Mayhew. And Anthony Daniels came out as well. They also had uh, the little, the new robot, um... What is it? B BB eight. Isn't that the the ball or whatever? Yeah, the ball the soccer droid. ball. Yeah, <laughs> the ball droid, which is not CGI. It is a practical effect, and they may, they showed it working, and it's amazing. Okay, that's I gotta I'm gonna say right now. I think that's why I'm super excited for this one. Is that a lot of the stuff I'm seeing? They're actually building sets, and I think that was the big epic fail, other than Jar Jar Binks for <laughs> one through three. Is it was so CGI that it it made you feel like you were in a video game, not like into like you weren't a part of the story. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I, well, and you guys know, I mean, everyone hated it. Uh, yeah, but like when you're seeing them actually, like in Dubai or wherever they're filming, you know, they're in the desert making scenes, and I don't, I I love that, and I love that they actually have like animatronics doing. Well, they stuff confirmed because everybody thought that those sand scenes was Tatooine again, that they're going back to Tatooine, and they confirmed today that that is not Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, 
There's so many though epic things about it. Like the when the trailer starts and you get the music, like (laughs) the hairs on like the soft the soft Jedi hero music, not the not the the Star Wars theme. Right. Yeah. It's the and then you get Luke. Then you get the voice of Mark Hamill, which it didn't sound like him at first. I thought it was a different person until he started talking and saying, "The Force is strong in my family. Uh, My father had it. I have it. My sister has it. And now." You have the power. So I'm wondering, I have to assume, is he talking to uh, somebody, his offspring or a well, niece or nephew? Yeah, okay. Have you guys read any of the books? Oh, of course yes. I have. And in fact, I'm rereading the comic books adaptations. So, and it's been forever. So spoiler <clears> alert, <throat> spoiler alert, spoiler alert. For the books. For the, I'm wondering if they're actually going to do like the Jenna Jason storyline. I don't think so. It looks like it could totally set it up that way, though. It could. Uh, Maybe not, like, exactly, but... Right, this this starts 30 years after Jedi. Um, So it's a little later than the Thrawn series, I think. I have a feeling, though, that it's going to go along the same thing. I don't think it's going to be Luke's, like, offspring. I think it's going to be Leia and Han's. Okay. Yeah, the... The books I've read, it is Leia and Han's offspring because yeah, they, they have, have the twins. twins. They have twins yeah. of their own. Mm-hmm. And I believe the, the girl goes evil. Is that right? It's Do I remember that right? It's been so long. That sounds right. I think you're yeah. right, yeah. Um, but let's talk about the my only My only problem between – okay, just before we move on because this I have a connection between this and the X-Men. Mm-hmm. My only – I hope they're not revealing too much because oh, X-Men – <laughs> I under I understand that he keeps revealing characters because that just whets everybody's appetite. Star Wars now they've come out with the whole cast of characters and now they've done this teaser. Well, don't don't give up too much. Hold That's, on, because for me I'm so excited for Age of Ultron, but I'm I'm actually tired of seeing stuff because oh, that, I'm getting ruined. Yeah, they've killed. Like I'm excited, but you already have my money. I already bought my ticket. Exactly. Stop. Yeah. Exactly. And I love Marvel. I love this movie. I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be great. But they really need to stop doing all this. Exactly. The, the Jimmy Kimmel thing was cool, where they had the whole cast. That that's cool. But you don't. Family need, Feud was hilarious. Yeah, you don't need a new trailer every day for TV. It's just, I agree totally. But I don't think they're doing that with Star Wars. In fact, it's he's trying. J.J. Uh, Abrams is trying so hard to keep spoilers from coming out that he wanted to move the movie date up. Uh, rumored he wanted to move the movie date up to the summer instead of December. Uh, yeah, I had read. I had read <clears> that too. Um, but so the, you know they they revealed just a little bit more today. You got to see a little bit more. They talked about the planet that they were on and that it wasn't Tatooine, and that's where we find uh, Ray. Uh, is on that planet. She's from that planet. They talked about her character. That's Daisy Ridley's character, the the woman you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of like a scavenger um, of of machines. In the beginning of the trailer, you see a speeder flying by a wrecked uh, starship. That it looks amazing. Which, the visual, the visual was amazing. Uh, that's not practical, obviously, but it looks real. Right. Yeah, it looks like this this starship just destroyed this planet. <laughs> like, and then later you see the Millennium Falcon flying through the remains of of uh, star destroyers, and it it's so cool. Um, but yeah, she's you know scavenging for parts on this planet and stuff like that. So she's she could be the Anakin slash Luke of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. But you know, he, he the voiceover keeps going on, and we see the burnt, crushed remains of the Vader mask, which I thought was cool. that was gnarly. Uh, that was the, that was my biggest like epiphany moment of the the trailer. I was like, "That's the coolest scene ever." 
And then you see R2-D2 at the campfire with a hooded figure reaching out, putting his hand on it. His right hand, which is a robotic mm-hmm. hand. Uh, which uh, is would not be Luke. Right. It would also not be Vader. Right. For all those that think he's still alive or something. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, we get to see somebody handing off a lightsaber to somebody. We don't know who to who. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the cool bad guy stuff. We get to see the, the Sith in action. Uh, and he does this cool little pose towards the camera as if he's using the force. I like it. And he's got that mask on and everybody wants to think that that's, um, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Adam driver from girls that he's the main villain, mm-hmm. which I could see. And then we get to see the new stormtrooper outfits or masks and helmets and stuff. They look cool. cool. I think that was the, one of the, another cool scenery though, because it was so, almost like Nazi propaganda-ish with the big flag behind them. and You can see one dude standing in the middle like he was just giving a speech. And they're, it looks like they're on a, a snow planet like Hoth. Kind uh, of, yeah. So that's cool. And then you get to see this TIE fighter inside what looks like a hangar shooting at stormtroopers and other TIE fighters. Uh, and then you see this super sweet-looking stormtrooper with like this really shiny suit. Like well, I, there's a lot of uh, the shiny, the shiny suit stormtrooper. I've already been reading a lot. A lot of people are chiming in saying that's Boba Fett. I I don't see them bringing Boba Fett unless it's the true Boba Fett costume. And then I've done more research. It's actually called the Empire Inquisitor. I believe they call it. That's not him. Um, the Emperor, um, the the Sith Inquisitor is actually on the show. Sith Inquisitor. Yeah, he's oh. actually on the cartoon. Um, that oh, okay. the Rebels cartoon, and he he looks like a Sith. Uh, he doesn't wear a stormtrooper outfit, but he, this could be a different version, obviously. Could be, yeah. But I just wearing, don't see it being. I don't see it being Boba Fett unless you have no. the true Boba Fett costume. Now Boba it, Fett could still show up. Sure. There's no doubt about that. But that or it could just be another bounty hunter. Yeah, it could be a bounty hunter or some kind of assassin or something. Right. Uh, it looks okay. it looks sweet though. Yeah, you got to remember, Jedi ended with a quote unquote the rebellion winning. The Empire is right. supposed to be crumbling. Uh, because the Emperor is dead, Vader is dead, uh, Jaw- or Jawas, um, Ewoks are playing drums on Stormtroopers' dead, uh, severed heads. Um, so we have to assume that the Empire is over, but clearly it's not. If we're seeing this 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 Nazi type propaganda scene, um, Stormtroopers still in Stormtrooper gear, being bad guys. Mm-hmm. Aside from John, and we did, and let me say it: but- we got to see our favorite. Our favorite African American stormtrooper getting some more love in this one, John Boyega. That's okay. right. <laughs> I, I like too though because there's always in all the Star Wars there's always that hope you know that you need and I love the scene where the hand reaches out and picks him up you that was, know that's the kind next of scene yep where it looks the, like Daisy's Daisy Riddler's hand Ridley's hand excuse me yeah yeah it's, I it, think that yeah that was my take on it it says so much. But it, oh man, he said, "I gotta, I gotta give some, uh, some, some credit to John Boyega." He said he didn't tell anybody he was in Star Wars until that big black and white cast photo was released that was you know, showing them doing the read through. Um, he said he didn't even tell his parents like until that thing came out, and he was like, "They're like, oh, we're hearing all the stuff that you're filming in London and all this stuff. What are you doing?" He's like, "Uh, filming 24," because he was in 24 <laughs> like for like four episodes. <laughs> yep. Oh, but he didn't even tell his parents. I thought that was hilarious because he didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> right. Um, and John Boyega is great. I don't know, if you've never seen Attack the Block, go see it. It's That really movie is spectacular. Find it. It's it's really good. Um, I, 
what I mean, we'll finish out the, the trailer analysis, but uh, real, real quick, yeah, the hand reaches out and helps John Boyega up. We get a couple more uh, cool scenes of the of the Millennium Falcon being chased by a Tie Fighter, and then anytime the Millennium Falcon comes in, it, is there any other need for anything else? Like it's so cool. Well, <laughs> the last the last thing that everybody loved the the scene of the day and the quote of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you get you get. It looks like the Millennium Falcon like hangar area. Uh, Harrison Ford steps out with Chewbacca and he says, Chewie, we're home. And that's how this trailer ends. Here's the funniest thing. And I think you and I were talking about it. Everybody's freaking out. They're like, did Chewie not age? Like, it doesn't look like I was it. wanting like some salt and pepper hair in him and stuff. But here's the funniest thing. So I, I, I come home and I, I'm like, yeah, why is Chewie not aging? He goes, well, I actually heard an interview today, which very nerdy girl who knows way too much about Star Wars goes, Chewbacca will live to be like 400. It's only been 30 years. You're not going to gain that much gray hair in 30 years if you live to be 400. Yeah, he exactly. was He was in uh, the, third, the, 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 Sith, the Revenge of the Sith is when he debuted. Uh, yeah, when he saved, I believe when he saves Yoda. Yep. Or he's helps with, Yoda. Yeah, he helps Yoda. And Yoda's like 800, right? Yeah, he's, he well, was the, super The old. thing with the, the Wookiee, I guess, it's it's a race that nobody knows. How long do they live? And I I don't – when we saw well, that battle – I guess in the book they say some, they live like 400 years. At least that's that battle, what this nerdy girl said. <laughs> the Revenge of the Sith battle, you didn't really see any old Wookiees either. I don't remember seeing any gray-haired Wookiees either. Watch the, watch the Star Wars Christmas special. They're all over the place. Well, I'll have to pull that up. Then. No, don't. I'm kidding. You, you don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're saving me from a Christmas show. Thank you. Uh, it's full. Full. If you will. Okay. Listen, I don't recommend anybody <laughs> seeing it. It's terrible. Uh, it's a variety show, essentially made for TV. But if you watch it on YouTube, you get the full 70s effect with all the commercials built in and stuff. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, but <laughs> but it's terrible. That's the first. Kind of sounds like you're recommending it, Dave. Uh, for nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at, that's actually the first appearance of Boba Fett is in that Christmas special mm. in an animated portion, but it's, it's like a variety show, dude, they're singing and stuff. Like they sing a song in the cantina. It's terrible. It's so bad. Uh, but anyway, yes, that last scene, I have to make one note that I didn't like Harrison Ford's there, which is, you know, super awesome. We, we hope he's fe- feeling better. He just had that big uh, plane crash that he survived. Um, and he's at home recovering. <clears throat> Uh, he looks like he's wearing Indiana Jones's jacket. <laughs> like it doesn't look like Han's jacket at all. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't get that. I thought he was wearing like the same, same jacket from Empire. It looks leathery. It doesn't look black. Yeah, but he Is was wearing a leather, kind of a leather okay. jacket in Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to just stop this conversation right now because you know the stupid what color is the dress? Oh. Have you seen all the things going on as what color is his jacket? I did not. And I hate that I brought it up They have a now. ton of those of, uh, when they're... You know, in in well, I suck at the names, but when they're in the snow planet, Hoth. <laughs> yeah, Hoth. like some people say his jacket, I think, is charcoal, and some people say it's navy. So it was an ongoing fight this week on the internet. I'm angry now that, that I brought it up. <laughs> I know. Don't. No more of this. What color the dress is? And if you bring Han Solo in it, I'm running. All right. Now <laughs> to finish off our Star Wars conversation, unless you guys have a lot more to say. No. Go okay. ahead. All right. On a scale of um phantom menace to empire strikes back phantom menace i think being the worst of all the movies empire being the best this is my opinion so 
uh, uh, for using that as your scale, how excited are you for Star Wars Episode Seven? Jenny, go. Well, okay, so, gosh, I'm excited. Here's, here's, I guess I don't know if I could get, do it on a scale, but <laughs> I, I, I get your text today, and I go, oh crap, it's up. I'm sitting there at my desk. I plug in my headphones. I like, I'm watching it. I pass somebody in the hall. I'm like, dude, new Star Wars trailer up. They didn't even finish walking down the hall. They turned around and went to their desk and watched it. And then somebody else was talking about it. I'm like, dude, the new Star Wars trailer is up. Everybody in my office, and I'm probably going to get busted because I'm distracting <laughs> people, but everybody all day long, they're just like, oh, my God, Star Wars. Is every, it's so funny because everybody's excited for it, and you, I think people tend to forget how excited they are, but until I hit play on that YouTube video, I didn't realize how giddy I am for it. I was like clapping my hands, going, oh, my God, this is so cool. So yeah, it, I am excited. I'm nervous, but I I think that it's going to be done well. I like J.J. Abrams. I like where they're going with this. So unless they do something completely horrific, I think this is going to be amazing. So, but what did you say your favorite was? Empire. Yeah, I was going to say Empire Strikes Back and then New Hope. Those that would be like my first and second. Uh, Tom. I'm a lot like Jenny. I kind of forgot how excited I was until I, <laughs> until I saw this trailer. Because I remember I was laying on the couch and I was just playing, scrolling through my phone, and I was like, "Oh crap, new trailer!" And I pulled it up and I watched it two times in a row as I laid there. And I think I went, "Oh wow!" Both times because you know me. The the story can be good, and I can buy into a story. But if you if you put something out to me that's visually captivating, go back to what I said about Man of Steel. Not the best storyline, but it's captivating. I loved it. To me, this teaser showed me this is going to be a beautiful movie to watch. And then you add a great story to it, and the geek in me goes, oh, crap, this is still Star Wars. Yeah, it is Star <laughs> Wars. So, yeah, I, on scale, and I agree with you, Empire is my favorite, too, because based on story, that is the best one. I'm yeah. above Empire. I, I'm more excited now. I'm gonna have to go buy them all and what, rewatch them again to get ready. There you go. And then don't forget everybody. And you know we don't usually do a lot of plugs to the website during a geek out episode, but uh, leading up to the release, JD, our very own rookie Star Wars fan, is going to watch them for the first time and review them for the website uh, one a week before. I cannot. I am. I. As excited I'm as I am anxious, for the I'm movie, anxious to hear I am that, yeah. so excited to do <laughs> I forgot to do this. I haven't, I haven't been on a show in a while. I got to give a shout out. There's a guy at work has been listening to all of our shows, Andrew Verberg. Big shout out. I told him I was going to say his name because he always tells me, hey, man, you guys, are, you guys got an awesome show. Where do I get a T-shirt? Oh. Andrew Verberg, you know where to find it, AtomicGeekum.com. Andrew, I'm there sending you a There's big, long-distant high five. There it is. Because right. he he asked me he asked me on the last show he's like man you didn't give me a high, you didn't give me a shout out I was like there it is uh, yeah and they're on sale right now t shirts are ten bucks right now there you go nice so hey so Star Wars though I, and if you open Twitter right now at least in my feed and I follow <laughs> a bunch of people you'll go like six of Star Wars two regular Let's... ones ten of Star Wars two regular ones open my Facebook right now same thing. Everybody's just reposted it, or they've got memes up of different things from Star Wars or screen captures. People are going 
berserk. Let's do it right now. I'm opening the Atomic Geekdom Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Uh, one, no, two, no, three, no, four, no, five, uh, yes. Uh, somebody asks somebody, so what are we more geeked out about Age of Ultron or The Force Awakens? Oh, that's a tough one. You know what well, else? One's close. One's closer than the other. So I'm going to say Ultron, and then on May 2nd, I'll say Star Wars. Do you know what the competition is, though, right now? <laughs> we're we're going to segue to a new topic. Uh, Daredevil. No, no, we're going to get there. Trust me. Oh. Uh, Zack Snyder uh, announced that we're going to get the first Batman v Superman trailer on Monday, uh, in that you could actually get a free pass at an IMAX uh, AMC near you to see it in theaters on an IMAX screen for free. This isn't the teaser that he just released where it's just the, the costumes. That's part of it. Uh, Okay. It's it's longer. uh, When is this Monday? I had read that he was wanting to release it with uh, Mad Max Fury road. That's what I I thought too. But then he tweeted this thing out and you can go and get it. Like you can go watch it. I got my two passes on, I'm going to go on Monday, hopefully, to see it. Uh, but some idiot movie theater owner or manager has leaked the footage. Oh, what? what? Um, I have not watched it. I don't know the validity of it at all. I read an article about it. It says that the quality is like <laughs> from a cell phone camera from maybe 13 years ago. Uh, that's <laughs> that is really bad. Flip phone. Right. It's a flip it's phone. A flip phone <laughs> the first video phone camera. <laughs> Uh, but somebody's got a Joker's got a Blackberry in there. <laughs> uh, so it's really bad quality. But anyway, I, you know, my, my feeling on it is you couldn't wait till Monday. Really, dude. I mean, you own the theater, go ahead, watch it, but don't leak it. This um, is what we talked about earlier, social media and stuff. Everybody's looking to be the next breaking story. Right. <clears throat> it's funny. Cause it, there's a whole new mentality for things. Like I went to the, the, um, Filming of At Midnight last night up in uh, L.A. Name dropping here. Totally. Dang it. Um, but when I when we I'm standing there in line, I'm got my phone looking, and the lady walks up to me and she goes, "You might want to take your phone back to your car because you won't be allowed into the studio gate." Like for no at one was midnight for At Midnight. You couldn't get into the studio, like not just like onto the property at all, because the line was like out on the street. Yeah, and you're standing on the street, and then you go through the gates and through security, and then then they lead you to whatever soundstage, right? Right. Yeah, we had to take our phones back to the car because you were not allowed to even bring your phone into the what's the property. What's, they should they should do more of that. Well, down here, I know you. We had a you know we had a little thing called the Masters going on last week. Never heard of it. Yeah, during the during the tournament. You're not allowed to have the cell phone in. You can have it on a practice round on Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they won't even let you have a cell phone in on the course. Speaking of, this guy got to meet Jonathan Coachman. I did. The coach from WWF or WWE, excuse me, and uh, ESPN. Super nice guy, too. Nice. Uh, You know, I wanted to tell you, that's the kind of picture you tweet out. My phone. I, I wasn't getting a good signal. I couldn't even. I couldn't even send that out on Facebook at the restaurant. I was not getting a good signal at all. Well, when you get so. home, you do it. You dummy. <laughs> Tom, I hey, I've been very. I've been very bit. active on Twitter. I've been very active on Twitter. Just have you Man, know, Daredevil. Right. Daredevil like sparked you. You were like on a Daredevil I, tweet and roll. That we usually, night. we usually do this at the end of the episode, but let's do it now, Jenny. Oh, let's see. Just a sec. I'm. I'm in Twitter. The Tom Twitter Tom. update. 
I don't Tom think I have any, I don't have any I don't think I have any extra followers, but my tweet count has gone up. Well, let's look. You're following out. one person. <laughs> who the hell are you following? Yeah, who are you following? I think I'm following Atomic Geekdom. You're, yeah, he's following Atomic Geekdom. That's a good that's a good employee. He's got 14 followers. Uh let's see here. Let's see who his followers are. Give a shout out to all of you. Love you. That's one of them is me. Yep, one stay, of them is me. Stay in school. Stay in Pop, school, kids. Pop Gospel is following you. That's, um, Jay, that's Jason. <laughs> is it? Uh, Burt Blackwell? No idea. Uh, uh, that's my, my cornhole partner's uh, son. He right. listens to the show. He listens to the show quite frequently. There we go. We're going to give a bunch of people shout outs tonight, it looks like. TJ, who there is at Big Jack 214, is following you. JT Becker at Jackie, I think it's. I three hundred might be an L. Uh, hmm. Let's see who else. There's you've got some followers, man. Two broke hey. geeks. My buddy Two Gabe. Broke te- my buddy Gabe follows you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, wait. Here's what I'm gonna sound like the biggest jerk, and I'm sorry, but is this guy's name Sean Uberdick? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Sean. Is Sean Oberdick? His guy was in the Oberdick. Okay, yeah. I'm like thinking Uber. You know, it's like. Uber fantastic. Uber geek. He's, he's, he's a big geek. I like big geeks. Military man. But you know what? You have 23 yeah. tweets, which is I'm, I'm picking it up. <laughs> which was all in the last, like, three And he days. retweeted an Atomic Geek somewhere. What? Dave, why you got to crap on me? Come <laughs> I'm just on. Kidding. It doesn't matter when it was. I'm just saying. <laughs> I told you I was going to boost my activity, and I have. I like this I one. I like it. I like this one, and I think we've talked about it on the show. Uh, this is a... I'm... I'm I'm quoting a tweet uh, live on the air. Uh, Marvel is owning. If you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're behind. The movies right. are not the only story as Guardians, Kree, Inhumans catch up. That's yeah. right. Uh, Jenny. That was a solid. That was a solid tweet, wasn't that, it? That is. But the next one isn't. Uh, OK, so the Marine Four didn't totally suck. It was decent as far as action movies go. Miz is better in movies than he is in the ring. <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's a solid tweet. That's not a solid tweet. <laughs> uh, that I was do like I do had love, nothing else to watch. I do love yeah Daredevil dot 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 not PG dot 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 love it explanation point. <laughs> <laughs> that's a solid tweet. That's a Thank solid you. tweet. Um, and then he retweeted the the probably the best YouTube video of the week uh, was the Cage Fight Superhero Fight Club with love Arrow and the it. Flash. Uh, yeah, and but even if you haven't watched watch the show, just watch that video. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I tweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, I'm putting in work. I'm putting in work. Okay, wait, wait. Though I have to like because I'll totally forget this, and I want to close this window so I don't forget it. Um, did you see that they're doing the Walking Walking Dead escape again at Comic Con? Petco Field. Oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you see? You did you see what it says? It says, Medium. event announcement, San Diego, this July 10th and 11th, Petco Park turns into the next, <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, so I just closed my screen. Anyways, <laughs> they basically say, <laughs> I'm an idiot, hello. <laughs> um, basically, they're saying that you're not only going to run from walkers, but you're going to have to run from Negan and the Saviors. Oh. That is huge. I can't believe that the the people putting this on Put that on there. It does it because say you're gonna a, you're gonna have to run from Negan and the Saviors? Wait, okay, I just got Negan's it back up. Here saviors. it is. So it says this time it's not just the walkers from whom you, you must escape, comma. It's Negan and his saviors. Whoa. 
That is on the actual Walking Dead Escape site. Like, that's what they put. So here's, I want your guys' opinion. I've been, spoiler alert, I've been going (laughs) off that I think that the, um, the wolves that they're hitting on, on, on the walking dead show. I think they're twisting that to be like the saviors. And I think we're going to see like a Negan like character come in next season. But if they're doing this, do you think they're actually going to bring Negan in, in season six? Oh, eventually. I I, I think it's eventually. Yeah. I think they're bringing him in. I just don't know if it's season six. I would go either. It's either going to be mid season finale or season finale. Yeah, but they're going to so there's, like there's, there's a whole lot then? there's a whole lot still to do. I think they're going to do a lot there's a lot that's going to happen with Morgan um this season. Morgan right. I, think, I think there's going to be some animosity somehow built in between Morgan and uh Rick. Well, yes. yeah, cuz Rick's batshit crazy and Morgan's found found the light. Yeah, he's like <laughs> Well, no, there was one line. I mean, lives matter and then he walks in and sees Rick shooting somebody. Well, that's definite problem is walking in the door. And then it's going to open just like a second later. And he's going to shrug and say, guess I was wrong. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Well, I was just going to, I had a, I had a joke lined up when she said, you got to run from Negan and the saviors. Well, yeah, unless Negan's wearing an Indian's Jersey because they're not hitting anything. Hey, Oh, <laughs> nice. A little baseball. Well, that's what I was wondering too, though, is in this escape, is Negan going to have the seal? That would be terrible. I would I would join up just to just to be yeah, a part you, of seeing you, somebody run from Lucille. Can you stop running away from them and say, where do I sign up? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I, want, I want to be part of your crew. Um, okay, we need to close out the one thing. Uh Jenny, uh, where can people find Tom on Twitter? Oh, you can find Tom on Twitter at at skids underscore. Wait, just a minute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, at skids underscore world. There it is. So S-K-I-D-S underscore W-O-R-L-D. <laughs> Holla. You're going to want to follow him. Uh, okay, we're going to run through a few things real quick because we're running out of time. Uh, the director of Wonder Woman has left the movie. Uh, I-, I wonder, why are they so set on having a female director for this movie? Well, I, it's a, their first female-led movie. Yeah, but okay. I mean, a director's a director. I mean, if you want somebody to direct a movie, get them. Right, and Tom. I'm, not- I'm I'm totally agreeing with you. So, soapbox is coming out again. I'm stepping up. There we go. Um, <laughs> I consider myself a feminist. Like I, I think women should be paid the same. I think you should be proud to be a woman. I think we kick as much butt as a guy does, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know my opinion about the female Thor. Not a fan. Don't see there any point of it. I don't see there's a reason that a female movie needs to be done by a female. I think that's insulting to like consider that. Like it's it's pushing too much onto the fact. Just find somebody that can make the character as awesome as she is in the comics. Well, it's, oh, Jenny, Jenny, I am air high fiving you. High five back, buddy! Smack right on. <laughs> okay, so Michelle McLaren, who has directed tons of awesome stuff. Uh, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Uh, I think she did some big, Better Call Saul episodes. Uh, whatever. She's awesome. Uh, she left due to, quote, unquote, uh, creative differences, which is what everybody, you know, whatever. This has Fifty Shades of Grey written all over. <laughs> <laughs> that was on April 13th of this week. The next day, uh, it was reported that they're looking for actors to play Steve Trevor. 
uh, which means that the guy in Suicide Squad is not Steve Trevor, people. Yeah. Um, Interesting. <clears throat> April 15th, which is yesterday as of this recording, The Hollywood Reporter is reporting. Uh, actually, Wikipedia says The Hollywood Reporter. There's no T. No, no T, apparently. Uh, has reported that Patty Jenkins is going to direct the film and that uh, Linda Carter would love to be in the movie. Uh, I'm sure she would. I'd like to see Linda Carter do a little quick cameo. That'd be a nice, yeah, nice little cameo. Sure. Uh, Patty Jenkins, you might know her as a director of Monster, of something called Five. No idea. She actually wrote Monster as well. Uh, She directed uh, an episode of Arrested Development, an episode of Entourage, an episode of The Killing, two episodes of The Killing, two episodes of Entourage, and the pilot episode of something called Betrayal. Uh, so there's your new. Who would you Who would you want to direct? <laughs> in my article, or in the news article I wrote about the about her, Michelle McLaren leaving, I since since he's leaving Marvel after Age of Ultron, I want them to go back to Joss Whedon. I'm giving you a long distance high five. Because in 07, Joss Whedon was hired to write and direct the the Wonder Woman adaptation, but then let go based on quote unquote creative differences. And then he went. See, to make- that makes that like taints me with the whole thing. I'm like excited for Aquaman, but because it's all in that same universe, <clears throat> it makes me nervous because well, if they're having this much <sighs> issue with creative differences. It's not good. I'm more worried. Well, I'm more worried about Gal Gadot uh, as Wonder Woman. Now she looked amazing in the picture that we got. I just right. watched uh, Fast Five with my friends because uh, we're doing like a movie night every month, and we're trying to burn through uh, the Fast and Furious movies right now. Um, which wasn't my choice, by the way. Hey, That's one of the ones she it. debuted. She debuted in six, didn't she? Or was it in five? Five. Fast. Yeah. Five. Which one is she? That's right. actually she debuted in four. Uh, that's right. Oh, she's okay. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. the she's the one that's like hooking up with Vin Diesel, right? Uh, no. she was gonna in four, but then she becomes love interest with Han, the Asian fellow, the Asian dude. Who? Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Tokyo Drift, is dead. Who hasn't seen to who? Well, uh, never mind. Tokyo Drift doesn't even count. Tokyo Drift's the best one. You it's are sick. One. Oh man! Everybody thinks this is the worst one. It is my favorite. It is the worst one. <laughs> well, you, hey, watch six and you'll change your mind. No. Dude, the no. last one—not the one in theaters right now, but the last one where freaking Vin Diesel walks out of the flaming plane. Like, no, no, hold oh. on. The worst part of that. Well, okay, let's let's, di- let's just disregard in Fast Five or Four, whichever one is the one where they're in South America. Where they take, they steal a safe and destroy an entire city with it, and probably kill I don't know how many people with a safe. Oh, is this the one with the the bridge where they're like with the cable, like yeah. taking? Yeah, yeah. The first one with the rock, um, and then in the next movie, there's a 20 minute chase scene on a runway. How oh, did- I know that runway was like the longest, but a car flew out of the front of the plane and like. <laughs> slid sideways and then Vin Diesel walked out of the flames. Sure. Yeah. He's that's a, epic. He's indestructible. It's so ridiculous that how can you not love that? That's that's easy. All right. We were talking. And it was spending, a 20 minute runway thing. Yeah. We're spending too much time on Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, Jenny's killing me. It's a 20 minute runway. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> airport ever. I already, I already have to and sit in my jungle. seat. I have to sit in my seat long enough. You're taxiing for that long? And it's a jumbo plane with like 
30 cars on it and it takes them 20 many, minutes to get down the runway and they still never get to I've the already, end of the runway. Nope. I've already had space. four co- I've already had four cocktails and we haven't even left the runway. Okay, if there's anybody listening that's like a mathematical genius, I want to know oh, the boy. velocity of the plane for <laughs> oh, the length God. of that fight and how long the runway actually would need to be cuz I'm thinking that the runway is least the distance between California to Bakersfield. Uh, <laughs> like California, right. LA to Bakersfield. You know, this just to took California. this just took Took the phrase "geek out" into a whole nother realm. <laughs> that should be like she's an over SAT there with her, her. She's got a calculator and an abacus. She's working this out. I'm telling you, I gotta you. figure this out because I really want to know how fast does Please, the jumbo if you're, jet if, go. <laughs> if you're still listening, tune into next week's episode so Janet can finally solve the word problem. <laughs> right, uh, and if you do know the answer, you can find Jenny on Twitter at. Robbie Art, I'm tweeting it right now that I need a mathematician to figure out the length of the runway on Fast and Furious for the jumbo jet. Which one is that? Is that Fast Five or Six? What? What? This one's That's seven, six. right? So it'd be six. That was six. That was six. Yeah, five was the one with the big safe. Okay, I get them confused because I never know which one's the current one. So the current one is seven. Okay. Uh, let me know when you're done with I your tweet. I gotta hashtag this. <laughs> you guys can keep talking. I'm gonna, a, that, well, the next topic is all you. Oh, are we going into the? I am so angry <laughs> that we're gonna. I, I'm seriously thinking of making signs and starting a riot in a protest. I'm gonna give you the floor because um, we're gonna move on quickly after it. Because uh, I'm not a Flash Gordon fan. Um, I don't hate it. I just you know not as deep a fan as you are. Uh, Ugh, but uh, best. maybe Tom is. Flash, ah, perfect. Savior of the universe. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Did you even like Freddie it? Freddie Mercury, baby. You liked it even after the Ted appearance? I loved it. I, I, I can watch Flash Gordon all day, every day. <laughs> okay. It, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. All right, Jenny. Uh, okay. I reported, so, I reported on the website uh, two days ago, uh, yesterday actually, that they're, they're doing a new version of Flash Gordon. Hold your disgust for a second. Uh, it's being made by 20th Century Fox. Please hold They're it. in talks. They're yeah. not doing it. I'm going to put a stop to this. The talks are going to stop. They're not doing it. They're not getting ready to do it. They're just talking about it until they realize how oh. horrible of an idea this is. Oh, no. It's just funny. let her go, Dave. Just it, let her go. Just it, let her go. They remade the man from Uncle into a movie. This is going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. If it happens, I'm telling you, Freddie Mercury's rolling over in his grave. But but aren't you at least happy? The news is that they're targeting Matthew Vaughn to be the director of the movie. You now Matthew Vaughn has directed such films as Kick Ass, X Men First Class, Kingsman: The Secret Service. This man does good Which, work. Kingsman, I watched, did not suck. I actually enjoyed it. Um, not to mention one of my favorite movies of all time. That if you have not seen it, you need to go check it out. And that is Layer Cake. I've talked about it on this show before. Yes, very you good. Have. Very good movie. Um, he's directed that movie. He directed Stardust. That's a, like a musical, and I even enjoyed it. <laughs> Don't touch Flash Gordon. All right, hang on, hang on. Now, Jenny is a huge Flash Gordon fan, as you've already heard, just as we were stalking just now. So I give the floor to her to spew out her venom and hatred about this news. Okay. It's horrible. 
They can't do this. Flash Gordon, 1980s version of Flash Gordon. Now, there was Flash Gordon TV shows, things like that. The comic books are awesome. You can find the one where it's um, Ming versus Hitler. Greatest comic ever. It's spectacular because Ming is like the greatest villain on earth. (laughs) But I should send you a picture. I have like the first print of that. It's really crazy. It's like Ming's profile on one side and Hitler's profile on the other. Anyways, okay, the movie, 1980s movie. You've got Sam Jones, who is the quarterback. He looks like a quarterback, and he's spectacular. You've got, you know, his girl, Dale. You know, they're, they're stuck with Ming. And Max von Sydow, hello, amazing. The soundtrack's by freaking Queen. You can't go wrong with a soundtrack by Queen, Max von Sydow. It's, ah, you can't redo it. It's got Hawkman, and the Hawkman were hilarious. They were, like, <laughs> badass, but they were hilarious. All the colors in it were great. When I was a kid, I used to want to wear a dress. Like, I'd, I'd wear a red dress, but I'd only want to drink red Kool-Aid. Or I'd wear a green dress, and then I'd be really mad if I didn't have green Kool-Aid to go with it. You have to, oh, you can't touch it. Like, everything about it is great. It's it's like that horrible news that also came up in the last couple of weeks where they want to do a freaking Rocky Horror. You can't touch. Oh Rocky my God! Horror. Oh, Jenny, it's, you stay on your soapbox. Hey, don't hey. don't let me get on that one. Hey, don't interrupt her. Do you agree? Oh. It's, I mean, freaking a people don't. Why mess with perfection? <laughs> Timothy Dalton is in it, man. He's freaking Prince Baron. They put the hand in the big thing, and then Flash pretends he gets stung. Spoiler alert. It's awesome. You can't redo it. If they redo it. You can't, you can't, can't say spoiler alert a movie from the 80s. <laughs> also, you can't say spoiler alert after you say the spoiler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh, though. Like, Prince Volton. Like, they're all. They're, it's amazing. Like, It sounds you, like you're talking about space balls. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's. The the reason it's so great is that it was made in 1980. It's got that weird, you know, when you watch like an old sci-fi, like like the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone has a feel about it. But if you watch like a remake of a Twilight Zone later, it doesn't have that same nostalgia, you know, that same cool yeah. creepiness to it. Of course. Mm-hmm. I believe the same thing happens with like sci-fi movies and such and action hero movies. If you modernize this, they'd probably get what's his name that plays uh, in Star Trek. Um, what's his name? Uh, I'm sorry. What? Star Trek. The guy from Star Trek. Which guy? Cabin in the Woods. Um, uh, the writer, you mean? Pine. Chris Pine. Oh. They'll probably get Chris Pine to be Cabin Flash in the Woods. Gordon. <laughs> and not, then they'll probably get somebody he's like. Not in Cabin in the yeah, Chris Pine's not in Cabin in the Woods, by no, the way. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. That's then. Hemsworth. <laughs> Hemsworth. Yes. But he, okay. Anyways. You'll get one of those guys. Pick, take your pick. Hemsworth would, be, Hemsworth would be good. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> He's in everything else. He's already. Uh. What are you doing? Why are you poking the bear? No, you know who? You right? know who hang on, hang on. Do you know who would be great? Tom Hardy, because Tom Hardy is everyone. He'll be great. <sighs> I love Tom Shannon Hardy. Tatum. <laughs> oh God! Just, just stab me in the heart, Tom. Like, I, I don't what if Tom Hardy. I what if, come back with what if Channing Tatum did get cast? Then he comes out and says, There's no plot to this story. <laughs> it's just dudes doing dude it's just, stuff. It's just dudes gotta, sitting around looking around doing dude stuff. Why not? <laughs> and there's a bunch of hawks and you know, pretty colors. 
Oh my finished? gosh! Like, uh, it's so good. The Hawkman. Have you guys? Have you? You guys have both seen Flash Gordon, right? Yes. Yes, of course I have. Okay. <laughs> and I, I love it. Sure. I, I do. I, I'm. I'm like you. I don't. I actually. Apparently, I don't love it as much as you do. But Not even I close. do like. I do like it. I mean, it's. It's. I will watch it if it's on. My favorite I mean, thing is hearing from uh, one of my favorite or one of my one of my good good Twitter friends, uh, who runs the Twitter account at Flash CW Friends. Her name is B. She's a huge Flash fan. Now that's Flash, the DC Comics Flash, but she has one of the biggest Twitter accounts. That's a Flash fan account. Uh, she's got eleven thousand followers, uh, and all the time she gets asked questions: Is Flash Gordon the same as Flash? Sorry, I had no. to say it. I had to bring it up. <laughs> no. I've only uh, got 14. I've only got 14. Is that what it was? Followers? And I know the answer to that question. There you go. <laughs> the answer is no. It's not about the size of the followers, Tom. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't Jenny, know. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. I'm not a fan of this remake. Jenny, are you a Buck Rogers fan? I am a oh. Buck Rogers fan. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Love me some Buck Rogers. Are you original original Battlestar Galactica fans? Yes, oh. I still have my sheets from like early eighties. Did you know I have, I have okay. Battlestar Galactica sheets? Now, did you know? Okay, I assume everybody in America knows what the A Christmas Story movie is. Yes. Oh, of course. Did you know that there's a deleted scene from A Christmas Story where Ralphie and his Red Rider BB gun save Flash Gordon from Ming? Oh, I yes, read this. Awesome. I haven't seen it, but I have read it. I haven't it. seen that either, but that's awesome. Because Flash Gordon is very... I I think what makes the Flash Gordon storyline so awesome is that it's all... It's not modern. Did There's you, nothing modern about it. I would you, dare, dare, I, dare I say, I, Jenny, I'll agree with you, and I will use the word iconic, because at the time, that was the one thing that grabbed you, where it was like, wow, this is... This is pretty damn cool. He's riding a sled. I want to ride. I want my own sled. <laughs> Did either of you watch the 2007 sci-fi series? I tried. It was bad, I don't, too. I don't think I did. With uh, Eric Johnson, who was on Smallville for so long. Uh, yeah, I did not. <laughs> but, like, you take the color and everything of the movie. Like, the whole first fight scene when they first land on Ming's planet and he grabs the ball and he's like doing football and he's like hitting them in the head. And it's all like the, the weird red Imperial guards. Like it's so freaking awesome. And then just the whole, like at the end, the whole fight scene with, um, again, I'm just going to tell you guys all what happens in flash Gordon. Cause if you haven't seen flash Gordon yet, you're out of your freaking mind. But when he has to fight the Prince and they're on like the sliding thing in the middle of like the sky city and the spikes are coming up and he's like taking his whip and he's whopping around and he's hanging off and flash reaches down and he's, it's so good. <laughs> and then just every time you see Flash on his on his airmobile, you just hear that dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and you're just waiting for Freddie Mercury to go Flash. It's awesome. And by the way, Don't I am a huge him. Queen. By the way, I'm a huge Queen fan. Who so isn't? I, Freddie Mercury could sing the phone book. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not gonna oh. go that far. <laughs> the phone it book. So good. 
so uh, okay. good. All right. All right. Do you but feel I, will, I will, hey, I will, I can relate to you when you said the Rocky Horror remake because I read that and I was angry. I told my daughter and she was angry. You cannot, re- Fox cannot remake this and put it on TV. There's no way Rocky Horror Picture Show goes on, on regular TV. Really? Oh, that man. movie is so, it's has such dirty, everything it? undertones, overtones, the whole tone is dirty. You can't put this on TV. How And how do you make it into a, like a sitcom, like a series? Yeah, how do you do that? It's, uh... Are you asking me? I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Rocky Horror fan, trust me. I'm, I'm flustered, though. I When you sent me that, Dave, I... My head just hit the desk. I was like, I knew before I finished writing it. Hell is frozen over. It's even. In I'm a, actually. It's I'm even, actually. I'm picturing her. Picturing her face palming right now. Just I did. Like I can't. I, I can't go on. I did too while I wrote it. In fact, I wrote that into the story. That <laughs> I said. I said. I know one atomic geekdom staffer, Jenny, is likely to be upset with the news of this remake. You know what's funny is I bet you if you go back to some of the previous podcasts, there's probably somewhere in there going, if they try to remake Flash Gordon, I'm going to riot. Oh, I can guarantee <laughs> it. I can guarantee it. Um, it's so frustrating. All right. Do you feel better now? Uh, just make sure it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. I'm on it. <laughs> all right. We got to start. We got to start like a <laughs> Kickstarter or something. How to put a stop <laughs> to the Flash Gordon remake. Um, okay, we we've it, this show has gone quite a long time, so but it's been awesome. It's so. been great. One thing we really want to talk about because it's been a week now. We're not going to talk too much spoilers about it, but we've all watched Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. Uh, yeah. I I finished it Saturday. I watched as much as I could, as fast as I could, because I could not stop watching it. Uh, Tom, probably the same thing. Once you started, you couldn't stop. I uh the only reason I stopped because I had some computer issues, but I finished it last night. Okay, and Jenny, who had no reason to watch the show, <laughs> <laughs> jumped in headfirst into this pool of uneasiness and unrest because she probably only knew Daredevil as weird Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, that scars me. And I, I have to say that that. Awful taste, that awful Ben Affleck Daredevil taste in my mouth is completely gone. Yeah, I didn't hate the Daredevil movie. I oh. mean, it wasn't. What? It wasn't. Oh, Lord. it was like saying you like Jar Jar Binks. Sorry, well, blasphemy. <laughs> I know, right? Now, I, hey, let's let, let, let's wow. let's just make a Flash Gordon movie and put Jar Jar Binks <laughs> in it, <laughs> right? Starring Chris Hemsworth and Jar Jar. Exactly. No, I didn't. Brought the, the I deserve that. I deserve the movie, that. The movie I didn't. I didn't hate. I mean, it it stuck true to the most part to some of the storylines. And Jennifer Garner was amazing as Electra in the movie. So I think that's what saved it for me. I didn't hate it, but going into this, uh, you know, it was one of those. Oh, what are you going to do with it? But it blew it out of the park. I think you said it best, Tom. I think the reason why it's so good is they didn't restrain themselves of trying to get like a PG rating on it. It is absolutely. It is dirty and there are some oh. death scenes in it that are so gory that i'm just like ooh. Ah. Well, if you have if, if people out there who haven't watched it keep your head on straight Ooh, see what i did there Ooh. <laughs> and, yeah it it was and, and i think they didn't put too much into it too because it didn't it didn't really go away from the origin story to 
you know, like the bullseye stuff. I mean, spoiler alert, there is no bullseye. Not yet. But season two, who knows what we're going to get? Well, okay, let's – Jenny hasn't finished the series, so we're not going to tell her how it finished. Daredevil dies. Um, well, I mean, I mean, she I hates the movie, die. so, I so bull, the bullseye is a big – Right, Bullseye's no, no. a big part in the movie, but that's, he's not there. That's, so, yeah, that's not where I, I'm going. I actually like that, that he's not there, because this leads to other things. Well, well as it, Kingpin, though, is, is still the best villain in the Daredevil series. Vincent D'Onofrio kills this oh role. Oh, my gosh. He's he's almost uncomfortable to watch. He's so I, spectacular. I, got the, I actually got the same feeling. The one episode where he wakes up and he keeps looking at the painting, it's... I, you're right. It's uncomfortable that just, this guy is he's kind he is a psychopath, really. Just the but date he's, scenes. he's still an in control psychopath. You know just what I mean? Just the dating scenes, like when he's ordering the wine and such, and, and he's answering questions blatantly, honestly, like just completely honest. Mm-hmm. But you know what he just did, you know, five minutes ago in the show, and you're just like He's uncomfortable. He's super uncomfortable to watch, but that's what I think makes it such an amazing character. So good. But on I was I think I said this earlier. The opposing side is I love the actor that plays Daredevil, but Charlie I'm having Cox. a hard time with him. I think it's great because it's not like some beefed up, you know, muscle-bound dude, but um I can only picture him as the the Irish guy from Boardwalk Empire and it's driving me crazy. Because he doesn't is, have the accent. And. Well, it's funny because my son and I, were, our favorite book is The Stand. And now, you know, they're trying to make it into a big picture, motion picture, probably like a four-movie deal. The director of Fault in Our Stars, I think, has now picked it up. And we're, having read the book, we're trying to place characters. And I looked, after watching Daredevil, I looked over at my son. I said, Charlie Cox as Stu Redman. And he didn't know who he was. <laughs> so I was like... I if you if he can act get a little you know kind of a Texas accent, Charlie Cox could definitely pull off Stu Redman because he killed. I think he killed it in both aspects of the Matt Murdock and the Daredevil. I'm going to link us back to a previous conversation. He was also the main character of Stardust, <laughs> so we'll go back to the Matthew Vaughn uh, talk right there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked. I, I I had a hard time finding something I didn't like about this show. I did not. Yeah, I'm with you. I, there's she, nothing I really didn't like. I I have I have some complaints because there are some very Batman moments when he's like got the villain on the ground. And he's like, "Who sent you?" Yeah, he does. Like, he does the Bat voice once. I caught it. I caught oh, it one time. I've I'm caught it a you. couple I, times, or at least the way he reacts to things. Sometimes I'm like, "Well, that's superhero 101." Like there are little things that but, drive me crazy, but it's still really good. I think what like, was great about it is you're watching. It's essentially, and I'm going to steal DC's term for it, but this is Daredevil Year One, and what you're seeing is a superhero or hero who loses sometimes. Right, and I think that's great uh, to see oh, he, to he, not see him he, win. He, he, excuse the French, but he gets his ass kicked. I mean, that, more than once against that ninja with the with oh, the chain. Man. Have you, seen, have you seen that, Jenny? Uh, it start, it's, no. The episode starts with him fighting like this ninja dude with this chain. What's his name? Tom? Well, it, it reveals himself to be Nobu. Right. But um, it's a, okay, it's like yes, a, red, yes. a red ninja, yes. which clearly, <clears throat> clearly this moves along to the next season with the hand. You know what? For anybody, <laughs> for anybody who's a fan of the show, I mean, because, you, yeah. know what, you know what's coming. Well, they show Stick talk to somebody you can't see who it is. 
Right. And Stick was uh, Matt Murdock's mentor growing up. Right. And I love the reference. Did you catch it when he talks about his uh, the Greek girl? Yeah, that he went to college say, with this is this is an episode she hasn't watched yet. Uh, That's okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm okay with spoilers. It's I, a, no, I, it's a flashback scene to when Foggy and, and Matter in college, and Foggy asks, "Weren't you seeing some Greek girl?" And isn't that why you took like Italian? And he's like, "If I if I wanted to impress her, I would have taken Greek." And uh, but the Greek girl that would be Electra Nachios was yes. Electra, so that's very that was a very cool Easter egg. It, it was, was it's it's just a little simple little Easter egg. I mean, right? They, they, they didn't and all the Easter eggs that they were laid in there, they weren't they weren't big. You had to really be paying attention to Except, catch them. Like right. the, the Stan the Stanley picture, loved it. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> you, um, you really had to pay attention to catch it. Right. And in the pilot episode or in the first episode, they talk about the incident. And that incident is the attack on New York from the first Avengers right. movie. Right. So yep. you get thrown into that right away. Later, they talk well, about superheroes. They talk about, well, you know, guys with hammers. Ben Urich's got the the kind of the, the front has, page behind yeah. him with, you know, the attack on New York. Yeah. So. He has undoubtedly written articles about what happened and about these heroes. Um, well, Ben Urich, Ben Urich, if you know your, your, uh, Marvel history. He's actually bigger in the Spider-Man series than he was in Daredevil. Which you could say the same is for Kingpin too. True. Um, but Kingpin is equal parts Daredevil and Spider-Man. I would say. True. Um, if you've seen the animated Spider-Man, which I said in my review on the website that the the voice of Kingpin in the animated thing, I I went right back to it as soon as I heard Vincent D'Onofrio talk before you could see his face. I'm like, that's him. That's it. <laughs> he nailed it. You know, my, my favorite character, I love what Vincent D'Onofrio did, but the guy playing James Wesley was is amazing. Yeah. Because that is the perfect right-hand man for you to have. I mean, and he kills the role as, as being the guy beside the guy. Right. And then uh, more Easter eggs are built into a character. Rosario Dawson's character is Claire Temple. Uh, it's yep. kind of a, a mix-up of Claire Temple and the Night Nurse. It's two different characters. But Claire Temple is actually the the ex of another Marvel Netflix character, Luke Cage. Which I could see maybe she's going to make a cameo. It's possible well, in she the said, Luke Cage series. She said, quote-unquote, it seems likely uh, that she'll reprise the role. I wouldn't have a problem with it. So, yeah, no, I think it would be cool. <laughs> you know what, the uh, like... Other, like, production things that is great about the show is everything, you can't watch it during the daytime because if you have any light in your house, you're not going to see anything. <laughs> Every scene is dark. Even when there's lights, it's dark. Like, everything's super high contrast. But if you notice, too, all the colors in it are very cool, and then it'll have just that pop of yellow or red. Like, it shows, like, their face. Their face has a blue tint to it. Or... um the water on the street, the mud puddles has a blue tint to it. Everything has this really cool thing. Or like they'll be sitting in a warehouse or like in, in his apartment and everything is blue toned, but then the windows are yellow or there's the blood splatter on the ground. There's just these little pinpoints in almost every scene of yellow and red in a completely blue and black field. It's beautifully made. Um, but then the I think, other that's, thing I think that I, that's meant to be on purpose. Yeah, I, it looks in very my opinion, comic. I think it's on purpose. Oh, yeah, it, totally. I mean, the cinematographer that's working on it is doing 
great. But well, what I, one of the things I love too is the intro. I don't know who's doing the intro, but is it lo- that like you know, very okay, Game of Thrones to you? I mean, it, instead um, of the city coming up, it's, it's got to be the same people down. who did. It has Hannibal. to be the same people who did Black Sails because it uh, almost uh, looks exactly like the Black Sails kind of in that. I thought it was almost identical to Hannibal. Hannibal's is kind of similar where it's like blood that fills the character's face. Uh, it's, it, it seemed like that to me. It's, uh, but I'm it was cool. If, like, did, who wonder who did do that? I wonder if it's digital kitchen. I don't know. It's amazing, but it would look cool. Yeah. Um, so that's the first installment of the Netflix shows. The next is going to so be Jenny. Ha- what Jenny hasn't seen it, but did you like the costume, the reveal? Uh, I thought I thought it was great. What I did not like is that Netflix is now using that as its image, as its artwork. Really? And so now you can see the suit uh, oh. before you get. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for Jenny, but um, I knew it was coming. Well, I mean, they I built they, up. They, they built already up to released it. it. Yeah, they had already released kind of an image of it. Well, sure, and the, but... and, the, and the season builds up to it because he keeps hearing about how he needs to wear some kind of armor, right? Um, and that he can't move with it, and then he finds out later. Uh, what what? Kingpin. I love how I love how he does it. Yeah, how he gets the costume is very well done. It reminds you a little bit of uh, Dark Knight type Batman Begins type stuff, uh, in a way. Except he's not a billionaire. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's been a lot of people trying to compare it to Batman and saying that you know Matt Murdock is a poor man's Bruce Wayne. I don't no, get that. I think he's doing his own thing with what he has. I think he's the closest Marvel has to a Batman. And I'm glad that when the stick episode, when he finally gets the batons, I was like, okay, here we go. Now, this is the Daredevil that I really like because that's what he does. He kicks ass with those batons. Right. Um, But anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, The next series is going to be AKA Jessica Jones, which I think is going to be super weird and super cool because the premise of it is following a tragic end to her brief superhero career. Jessica Jones tries to rebuild her life as a private eye dealing with cases involving people with remarkable abilities in New York City. Very different from superhero shows we've seen. Yes. Uh, Jessica Jones' abilities, if I can remember correctly, uh, her power, she's superhuman strength, superhuman durability. She can fly and she has like this psychic protection type thing. Um, She was created by one of the best comic book writers, Brian Michael Bendis. Um, <clears throat> and so not many people know about her or know of her. And, you know, really she's like only been around since like 2000, 2001. Uh, but I think it's going to be a cool series. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Kristen Ritter, but she's funny in the B next or the B in apartment 23 or whatever that was. Um, I'm actually excited for her to do it because she hasn't done anything like this. No, it's very different. And I'm excited because the, the doctor David Tennant is the villain. Um, or he, he plays a villainous character. Yeah. Kilgrave or the purple man. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Coulter is in it and he's playing Luke Cage. So we're going to have some crossover there. That's going to be cool. Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Trinity from <laughs> matrix is in it. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be very different. And I don't know if we're going to see her fly necessarily. Uh, we might, but I, I, I can't wait. And it's going to be later this year. Do you know the Easter eggs? Uh, what I, <laughs> Jenny, what you said, what, or Dave, what I posted about Marvel having it under control. There are so many other things in this Daredevil show that connect to the rest of the Marvel universe. The orphanage where Matt was dropped off, the same orphanage where Sky was dropped off in Agents of Shield. Yeah. Well, if you got more Easter eggs, go ahead. 
Um, shoot, there's there were actually Atlas at the uh, when they open their the way their offices across the hall. Atlas that was a, the old comic company from like the 1950s that I think actually was the first one to pick the comic up. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing that the the intricate detail that they put into this. <clears throat> Uh, it's, it's, it was it, to me. I I loved it every minute of it. I couldn't wait to get back and watch and the lead in to what could come. I mean, Leland. There, there's more to come up with him because he mentions his son. I mean, everything. It's, well, yeah, Leland's son. Um, do you do you know where that's going? Yeah, the owl. Right. Yeah, that's the owl. Oh Le- yeah, Leland. I I've read my share of Daredevil and I loved <laughs> loved it. The way they did it, where again didn't show too much, but gave you enough to whet your appetite and to move forward. I was like I said, I was at first I was kind of leery to see what is Netflix going to do with a series like this. What they did was they blew it out of the park. Yeah, yep. they did really well on it. Yeah. You want This is a geeky the fight thing about scenes, it. The choreography of the fight scenes is amazing. I've had whoever's, whoever's doing those, somebody better hire him for some movies or something. Maybe the Flash Gordon movie. They should put him in that one. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I, Tom, <laughs> you're, you're asking for a butt kick in here. Everybody that watches it says the fight in episode two in the in the hallway is the one Amazing. they raised. And it's, it's it's what's cool is it's very much like a one shotter. Like it's it, it it probably was a multiple takes, but it looks like it's all one shot. Jenny, didn't I tweet about that when I first saw it? I think so. I think you, I think you replied to me, or um, you had said, "Wait till the fight scene in the hallway." It does remind me of another fight scene in the hallway from Arrow, but that's okay because the fight scenes in Arrow are phenomenal. You want to know what's fu- unless Roy's involved with them? No, Roy. In the, wait till you watch last night's episode. Roy was All right, Roy, Roy's fight was really good. I'll watch it later as soon as we get done. I'm probably going to pull it up and watch it. You'll text me as soon as you watch it. I know it. I probably will. <laughs> uh, you know to- what's cool though about it too, it, and it's so subtle, but. There's all these really mellow songs. Like, there's the scene where there's the Japanese guy in the back of the car. um, And he's just singing, like, a Cambodian song or something. Mm -hmm. There's another scene where, like, there's a Russian that's just sort of humming, like, an old Russian hymn. It adds such a cool element to it that I don't think most people put into, like, like superhero movies, you know? I don't don't know. I, I geeked out on the music. It was the the simple stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very organic. Have they are have they greenlit a second season? Or are they going to wait for all of it to play out for Defenders? That's my guess. Uh, that'll wait till the Defenders is done. Yeah, no, no. Because hmm. I think next year we'll get the two more series, uh, which I'm not extremely looking forward to. Luke Cage and. Uh, Oh, now I am. Now I am. I don't care what they do. I am. I'm super excited because what they did with Daredevil, like I said, I didn't have huge expectations. But going now, watching it, I'm I'm dead on. I know nothing about Iron Fist, and it's never really intrigued me at all. Uh, the comic books, really, I didn't really care. Um, but uh, we'll see. Well, and we, you got to wonder: Is this also a connection to Civil War? If if they can pull all of this together, <laughs> Daredevil in the Civil to, War. If you've read the books, Daredevil needs to be at least in one scene of Civil War, at least, because uh, he he makes mistakes. He chooses the wrong side, and somebody pays the price for it. Right. Uh, same thing with Spider Man. Right. 
Uh, so I, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm not holding my breath for him to be on the big screen yet. In fact, <sighs> you stole it right from my review where I said I could see him standing next to Steve Rogers or or uh, Tony Stark, perhaps in Civil War. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, there's there's still a lot of stuff floating out there, right? Um, and I did again. You said it. You said it best. The way they referenced Avengers and stuff going on. Marvel, like I said, Marvel's got their stuff together. They they do, and I'm I'm worried about DC because DC TV is great, great. But what are you going to do on the big screen? I know Batman versus Superman's going to tell it all. If exactly if they if they knock that out of the park, then everybody's going to go see Aquaman. You know, and well, I suicide, I have I I I, I got to interrupt you. Suicide Squad's next after Batman v Superman, and I couldn't be more excited for a movie than I am for that movie, uh, just because of everything I've seen. It looks amazing. I love that they uh, they casted Hoyt from True Blood. <laughs> I was so excited to see him in that photo. I was like, yeah. And Ike Barinholtz. I, I don't know yeah. who he's playing yet, but. <laughs> well, you saw Tom Hardy pulled out, so. Well, that was a while ago. Yeah, they got the dude, right. from, the dude from The Killing and RoboCop took his role. Right. I like him. I, I I think that actor is pretty cool. I think that you my pick to That's kill uh, it in that movie. By, by the way, I'm just going to interrupt you for one second, Tom. I'm sorry. Uh, right. That that actor is Olivia Munn's ex. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm glad you are up on the celebrity gossip. Um, Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers loves him. Yeah, it's his best friend. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> my vote. Uh, my vote to kill Suicide Squad. Who's going to be the best one out of it? Is Margie Bardo. I think she's going to just kill. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, but you know, Jared Leto's going to steal the show if he does it right. Yeah, but I, from what I'm reading, it's it's a limited role. I don't care. It's going to steal the show. And it's then I'm, the I'm also reading there's a potential for a Batman cameo now. I just well, read that the other day. You know, the, 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 we're, we're really on a tangent. <laughs> uh, it, it takes place between Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. You know that, right? Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm still Margie Bardot. I think she's gonna kill it because I I have you watched Focus? No. I, from watching her in Wolf of Wall Street and in Focus, girls got chops. I, and if she, if they do Harley right, yeah. Th- and I think she's already said she signed like a two or three movie deal. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Thumbs uh, up. The <laughs> excitement. The excitement is all over the place. All right, that's our show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Flash, ah, uh, savior of the universe.